speak about a section of First John that I think is extremely powerful. We're going to look at First John chapter five. We're going to look at First John chapter five, verses six through twenty-one. The title that I gave this message is "Speaking Faith in Prayer and Thoughts," and I'm going to add this morning and confidence. Speaking faith and prayer and thoughts and confidence. And I come this morning with an awesome praise report. Don't you love praise reports? Amen. There's a, uh, a brother in the Lord that I love very much. Greek, Orthodox. He worked with me at Rolex years ago and uh, after the sale of our store, He's uh, struggled to, to find uh, a, a position, a job. And I think he's been looking since December. We prayed about it, and nothing seemed to happen. But our God is faithful, amen? amen. We prayed about it, we tried so many options, and just things wouldn't, wouldn't hit, things wouldn't line up. But I have to tell you, today I am so happy to report to you the Lord came through. Eight months later, and reached out to some friends at the Wynn, and I just got the text as I was sitting right there. The offer came through this morning, and my good friend uh, has his position back at the Wynn in a different store, restored, amen, given from the Lord, and I'm going to have him listen to this later, so I will say in Greek, Epharistotheos, thank God. Christos, thank the Son. numa, and thank His Spirit, because He came through for His Son. And I love that. Amen. If I get emotional, it's only because the Lord is so good. Amen. Hallelujah. He did it, babe. Sometimes the Lord's timing is a different vibe. We'll never understand, but all we can say is, holy is the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so blessed. Well, speaking about faith in prayer, thoughts, and confidence, just another quick story, which I'm so excited about. Something special happened this last week when we took our little vacation. So, I mentioned to you uh, last week, probably, or I mean a couple weeks ago, that uh, we were invited, I might have mentioned it, we were invited to, to Disneyland with a client from uh, Chanel, a very influential client that lives down in Orange County. She said, one time when you're down there, you let us know and we'll meet you. And uh, we have this uh, special membership and uh, we would love to be able to just take you guys and... Uh, let you experience all this stuff. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. So uh, I didn't expect anything from her. I'm just, it's not my type to think, I'm going to call that in one day. I just said, once we got into the park, I just texted her and I said, I just wanted to let you know we're here. If you and your family make it, we would love to say hi. They showed up. They took us to this little secret door right next to the Pirates of the Caribbean. This door has this fancy little camera where you can't just go in, you have to be buzzed in. She goes to the door and puts in her credentials, whatever it was she did. 
looks up at the camera, waves to the camera like this, and this fancy person shows up at the door and invites us right in uh, to this uh, door that has the number 33 on top of it. I don't really know what this Club 33 is, but we went in and we go upstairs into this uh, amazing, gorgeous club, lounge, restaurant, fine dining restaurant, whatever it is, and you were literally above Pirates of the Caribbean, and you're sitting in this environment with all these folks that are in this Club 33, uh, which I'm still kind of learning about. There's a piano playing by itself. There's a picture on the wall. The the whole place is magical. Lights just illuminate over uh, the countertops and everything. Uh, Pictures, uh, people that are in pictures disappear and show up in different spots and start playing trumpets in different areas. And it just, it was this environment that was unbelievable. Of course, I offered to pay for lunch, and then I saw the bill, and then I realized, oh, I don't think we'll be doing this very often. But it was quite the experience, and I felt this moment of just, uh, you know what, confidence to be able to reach out. And you know what, I think the same about the Lord. There are moments it's okay. You, you might feel hesitant to reach out to the Lord about certain things or, or prayer, uh, pray certain prayers or have certain thoughts towards uh, what you want uh, in the future with your relationship with the Lord. There might be time that that confidence is not there. But you know what, you just do it because our God is holy and big and mighty and wonderful. He is wonderful. Didn't we sing that this morning? You are wonderful. By the way, Jana saw the, uh, the kids and Jana were looking at the menu at Club 33. Some things had prices. I would say, I don't know, starting in the, like the 20, mid $20 range up to the $30 range. But then they tell my wife, oh, we have this uh, uh, vegetarian pasta special. And you're thinking, okay, vegetarian couldn't be that expensive. And the kids say, we'll take it too. There is no price for the pasta special. Until I got the bill and I saw that each bowl of pasta times three, because the kids all decided to follow mom's suit and not order off the menu, every bowl of pasta was $47. So times three, I think mine was the cheapest. I think I, I, I picked something out for myself in like the mid-20 range. And the kids and Jana just said, good choice, honey. And uh, they, they, just, they just lived it up. And then let me tell you, when you see the portion of the pasta, she called it 10 bites. I would say it was a big plate with the little middle section filled up, you know, but <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was quite the experience. Then my mother said, you got in there? I've been, I grew up in Anaheim. Nobody gets in that club. And I thought, well, the Lord is good. Thank you. I mean, just to experience at least a lunch with my, uh, uh, my family uh, was uh, just a great time. And, of course, expensive. So let's look here at uh, 1 John 5, 6-21. And once again, I'm just so grateful the Lord comes through. Amen? Amen? He comes through. He's trustworthy. Let's hear what John says about the Lord here. 1 John 5, 6-21. This is the One who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood, And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. 
We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which He has given about His Son. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in his heart, and anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar, because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. You may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. We can approach, amen? That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray, and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin. And there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps him safe. And the evil one cannot harm him. Thank you, Lord. We know that we are children of God. And that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We believe that. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Thank You, Lord, for this Word. Change our life completely because of it, always and forever. In Jesus' name, Amen. Ooh, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. What a passage. What an amazing, powerful passage. Speaking faith in prayer, in our thought life. Does anybody need to change their thought life today? What would have happened if I would have had the thought in my mind when I'm talking to my friend about this job? Yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. He might have thought that. Thoughts are very powerful. Am I wrong? There were times he said, I've had it, I'm giving up. But you know who didn't give up? The most important one of all, the Lord. Speaking faith and prayer and thoughts and in our confidence. Could you imagine a soldier without a rifle? Could you imagine a pilot without a pilot license? Would you get on that plane? Could you imagine a scuba diver without the proper amount of oxygen in a tank? Could you imagine a pastor without a Bible? Could you imagine a professor without the right education, a master's or a Ph.D.? Could you imagine Popeye without spinach? <laughs> Are there some young people here that have never heard of Popeye just by chance? <laughs> There's some people like, who's Popeye? <laughs> Has he kind of disappeared? 
Mr. Wynn one time bought a $23 million Popeye. Did I tell you about that? A sculpture. You have to check it out. I think they put it in Boston. I thought it was the goofiest thing until I saw it, and I thought, actually, that is pretty cool. He's squeezing his, he's squeezing his little spinach jar. It's kind of overflowing in his big muscles. It's by a famous artist. But you couldn't imagine Popeye without his spinach. Could you imagine the father without the son? Or the son without the spirit? Could you imagine Pastor Dave without a suit? Even in summer? And all these things, they were actually meant for each other, right? Correct? All of these things I'm mentioning are meant to be together. And then I'll ask you this. Can you imagine a Christian now without faith? Ouch. Sometimes we're in this boat. Can you imagine a follower of Christ Jesus without confidence? Could you imagine a follower of the Lord without the proper thought life? You see how careful we have to be. Amen? How careful we have to be. There was some negativity coming against my friend that just got this job offered today, and I warned him and I reminded him as we go forward, we don't accept these negative things and make them a part of us, right? We keep that confidence, we keep believing. And when things negative come against us, we don't make it a part of us. We reject it because we belong to the Lord. And I have to say, there's so much to be worried about this year. Are there things you're worried about? When you think about it on a weekly basis? I I think about all the things that have happened this year alone. So many things to worry about. So many challenges. Uh, And I would say that Even this year, I found myself worrying about success. You know why? My store is doing amazing. I just booked one of the most awesome uh, months ever. July was phenomenal. But you know what made me nervous? I started thinking, ooh, the expectation for next year is going to be frightening. And I thought, wait a minute. I'm worrying and I'm I'm doing so good and I'm worrying. I'm I'm frightened for next year because I'm doing so good. Amazing. That's right. I'm, I'm worrying about next year. Oops. Mistake number one. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives me the strength. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry about next year. Am I crazy? Yeah, I am. If I were to worry about next year, that's absolutely crazy. I have the Lord. I have the Lord. I have the Lord. And He's wonderful to us. Amen. He's wonderful. When you read John like I read it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. This is the confidence I want going forward. Nothing will move me in Jesus' name. No matter what challenges come against us, I can ask anything according to His will and He hears me. The Lord is not deaf. The Lord is not deaf. He hears us. And if He hears us and we ask, we know we have what we asked of Him. Isn't that what John said? According to His perfect and good will. Praise God. So let today be the day of exercise. You know, sometimes I'm not good at exercising. Jana went for a walk last night and I stayed on the couch. Mistake. 
But sometimes this can be our exercise in faith and in confidence. These two elements are crucial, as John puts it, in being the overcomers of the world. And don't you want to be an overcomer? Be honest with me. Do you want to be defeated or do you want to be an overcomer? Because if you want to be an overcomer, you have to have the right mindset. And if you have the right mindset... That means that when you step out of your house every day or even when you come home and step into your home with your loved ones, you always know you are going to be a champion in Christ Jesus, not a defeated weakling. You got it? Hallelujah. Because He's the champion. And if you're on His side, you share in that victory. Amen? Amen. I want to be an overcomer in a bigger way. So first thing I wanted to mention this morning is this. As we saw in John, believe in the salvation you have through God's only Son. Believe in the salvation you have in God's only Son. You know, over the years I spent a lot of my career on the strip and I sometimes wondered, just as a thought, I sometimes wondered if the rapture hit while I was down here on the strip in the land of alcohol and prostitution and drugs and gambling and clubs and pure mammon, would I make it? Am I the only one to have that thought? Would I make it? Would all of a sudden, I'm wrapping up a big diamond sale, and all of a sudden, poof, I disappear, and the diamond just like falls on the counter. And if the staff gets left behind, they'll have to secure the inventory, because I might be gone. But there's times I had that thought, what a crazy environment down on that strip. Would, I be, would it be like Lot, you know, like the Lord starts to take out the strip and I start trying to get out of there and I look back? You know, I just think about these things once in a while. But John gives us an amazing discourse. He says that there is a testimony and that testimony comes from someone who is time-tested. The God of the ages. That testimony comes from the Lord Himself. And it's greater than any of man's testimonies because it comes from the source. Hallelujah. This testimony is that God has given us, me, you, 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 eternal life. Wow. That's why when my friend struggled for all this time, I said, you know what, there will be struggles in life, but think about eternity. Think about what's, you know, by the time we get to heaven, you know, we won't think about half of the stuff that we went through when you're 1,000 years into your eternal home, 10,000 years into your eternal home, 100,000 years into your, 200, I mean, whatever number you could think of, it will all have passed because the only thing that will be of importance is being with the Lord. Hallelujah. This testimony is greater than any of man's because it comes from Him. We've been given eternal life and this life is found in one person only. Christos. The Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you have the Son, you have eternal life. Do you have the Son? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have Jesus, 
You have it all. You thought megabucks payout was awesome. You thought the $1 billion lottery thing was awesome to read about on the news that's going on in all those Powerball states. But I'll tell you, the biggest payout ever is to invest your life into Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Invest your life into the source. Amen. And if you have the Son, you have it all. If you do not have the Son, you do not have this life spoken of in John. Does that make you a little bit nervous for the people that you love? They need Jesus. C.S. Lewis said one time, the biggest political action you could take is converting your neighbor for Jesus. If you do not have the Son, you do not have this life, and we want everybody to have Christ. Amen. God's testimony of salvation is literally Jesus Christ. That is His testimony. So, of course, if anything were to happen today, the faithful, God's elect, we would make it, hallelujah, into this wonderful thing called salvation, hallelujah, that he, the Lord did. In fact, Jesus' name means He saves, amen. The Lord saves. That's the beauty of salvation, friends. If you have ever had a thought like I thought, wow, I'm in this crazy environment. Today is the day to start believing in the salvation that you have in Jesus Christ. God's testimony. John says that anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar. Isn't that an interesting way to say it? Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed God's testimony about his son. So we are the ones that stand to the world and say, we believe no matter what. Amen. In our current economic situation, is it affecting you? In our current economic situation, you may think there are a lot of things to be worried about. I never enjoy filling up her car with gas in the last year or so. It is not a fun experience. You know, you're watching those numbers. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Oh, it hurts. That's why we brought the little car today. In our current economic situation though, you might think there's lots to worry about, but I tell you today, through Jesus, your salvation is guaranteed and that's all that matters. And there is no waiting policy for that to be true. Your salvation is guaranteed if you are found in Jesus. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to have an activation fee. You don't have to have a number to take and wait for your number to be called. It begins immediately. Praise God. You don't have to log in on an app. You don't have to sign in and wait for someone to bring you into the chat room or the meeting room. It begins immediately. Hallelujah. That is how good our God is. When our God wants to get something done, it gets done. Bam. Amen. That's what happens when Christ is invited into your life. Everything is made new. Praise God. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to worry about it. It's guaranteed by His Spirit. Hallelujah. Salvation is not a feeling. It's a certainty when you're found in Christ Jesus. Oh, praise God. How do you feel today? Did any of you come here feeling not so great? Anybody by chance? 
Guess what? Jesus has changed all that today. Jesus has changed all that during our worship. The giving of the Word. 1 John 5, 6-21. Hallelujah. We can be joyful. We can be the people that we are called to be. The salt of the earth. Amen. You don't have to hope for it. You know you have it through His Son. Amen. And why? Because salvation is founded on God's truthful promises and He is not a liar. Our God is not a liar. We know who the liar is. And that's the one that destroys the thoughts that we should have, the prayer life we should be living, the confidence we should come. He's the one that is the liar, not the Lord. Believe in God's truth. Believe in His promises and you will have all of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let me hasten on here. Secondly, I wanted to mention this morning, have confidence and approach God in confidence. took me a moment to text the client. And I thought, I don't want to bother her. I don't want her to have to rush down here. I don't know how many kids she has. And then she got there and rolled out the red carpet just because I reached out. You know what? There's moments we have to just step up to the plate, even in the Lord, and make things happen. Be the one that does that step and go, Lord, I'm expecting. Lord, there's so many things I want. There was one time I was in Switzerland. Cartier, have you heard of this fancy jeweler? Cartier sent me to Switzerland. We're in this big ballroom in this gorgeous hotel called Hotel President Wilson, right on Lake Geneva. It was stunning. If you've ever been to Geneva, it's this gorgeous lake. And Geneva's old and new. It's so cool. It's so awesome. They have this thing called the jet d'eau. And it's this big, that's a fancy way of saying water jet. It's this big spout of water shooting up out of the lake. And we're looking at all this stuff. And we're having a great time in this ballroom. And in walks in the man. The global CEO of Cartier. Mr. Wynn knows him. They hang out. One of the watches uh, that uh, Mr. Wynn owns, it's so cool. I can show you the picture if you ever want to see it. It's a gift from the Cartier president. It says on the back, engraved, to Steve, all the best. Dated 42805, the opening of day one of the Wynn Hotel from the Cartier president. So cool. In walks in, Monsieur Stanislas de Quessy. And I thought, I've seen his face in our industry you get to see some of these big shots and some of our you know, articles and things. And he came in and I thought, do I go say hi? Do I go introduce myself? Do I even waste his time telling him, uh, oh, I'm Ryan from Vegas, such a pleasure to do. I even do that. There's all these other people trying to meet him and converse with him. You know, this is a big shot. And then I got a little nervous and thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go up to him. So I go up to him. As soon as I get a quick moment from everybody else doing it, and of course I thought I'll just be another person. I bet you he probably just wants to, you know. I don't know, who knows. All the wrong thoughts I had. Are you capable of doing that too, or is it just me? And I finally just went up to him and I said, Mr. Quercy, I'm Ryan from Las Vegas. It's such a pleasure to be here. And uh, he starts asking me about uh, the Vegas market and my store and, and uh, on and on. And next thing I knew... Someone comes and hands him a microphone, hands me a microphone, and like a few others, it's karaoke time, and next thing I know, 
I'm singing 1980s uh, new wave songs with Stanislas de Quercy right next to me. And uh, I'm so glad I approached. I'm so glad that I didn't let my fear stop me. And then when I told Mr. Wynn this story, you know what was so funny about what he said? He says, can he carry a good tune? I said, he did great. He did great, sir. But that was a cool moment, and I would have lost it if I wouldn't have approached in confidence. But think about the things we would lose in a spiritual sense if we do not approach the Lord in confidence. Lord, I want healing in my family. Lord, I want healing over this relationship. Lord, I want my finances stabilized. Lord, I have needs. Lord, I have... What if we said, I just don't know. You remember Eeyore? From, you know, he always had this wrong, I guess I shouldn't ask. I guess I better not do this or that. I, you know, we don't want to have faith like Eeyore. Amen? Yeah. Does anybody remember Eeyore? I mean, sometimes we don't see these anymore. I've been dating myself more and more at the store, and people are cracking up at the things I say, like, what does that mean? There's so many words that young people do not understand. I told the, the staff the other day, because this guy brought in this... Uh, uh, gr- uh, girlfriend that, you know, once she had it on her, uh, she had a bracelet and a pendant on, and I said, oh, he's a dead duck. And my younger sales guy says, what does that mean? I thought, what? <laughs> That's like a way of saying he has no chance of getting out of this. I mean, there's like little things I say, and they're like, oh, you're so funny. You got like this dad humor, or this like older thing. I say words like lollygag, hoodwinked, hornswoggled. I have all these words I use now on purpose just to really make them think I'm older. I'm like, yeah, that's right. We used these words back in the day. But anyways, I wanted to mention that because when I approached the president of Cartier that way, I began to feel like family. Microphone in hand, singing next to him, on and on. And you know what? When we approach the Lord in confidence, we are His family. Amen? His very prized possession. And often in life, we allow incorrect feelings and emotions in our lives to blur the vision of the promises that we have in God. Mm, I'm going to say that again. Because it's us. Often in life, we allow incorrect feelings and we allow negative emotions in our lives to blur the vision of the promises that we have in God. We should never feel less than worthy. Amen? Amen. Or that God is too busy for us. Or that His planning the second coming of Christ is taking too much of His time and He can't think about us or something. We can never be in that position. He is always available. He came through from my friend Phil this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can approach in confidence and we should on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Remember who you belong to. John's teaching the truth since we've been bought and brought into God's family. And as 1 Peter 2.9 states, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of the darkness and into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Do we believe it? 
Third is this, begin to pray with confidence. If your prayer life has been down, now it's time to put the nitro into it and kick it into high gear. Amen. You know how those LA people drive on the 405? Do that with your prayer life. Go loco. Get in there and tell the Lord what's going on, what you need, where you are. Approach in confidence. Amen. MC Hammer once wrote a song and he said, you have to pray just to make it today. And he was right. Think about how many todays we will have for the rest of the year. We need to pray every single day. Consider all the struggles. Consider the challenges that we'll face. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. It might be a nightmare. But guess who you'll have to help you through it? The Lord. Hallelujah. It might be a wonderful day. And thank God for that too. I remember one time I got my sales goals and then the next year they were more and I thought, oh, I'm just frightened out of my mind. But you know what? Prayer can change mostly me and my wrong attitude. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. John changes the way we look at prayer in our Scripture. You have to read these words and then your anxieties will flee in Jesus' name. Spiritual confidence will go high, sky high. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. Praise God. There was one time, I remember, when the store was slow, I just started to tell myself, just begin to thank the Lord, which is a form of worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are so good, Father. I know you're going to provide. I know you're going to be there. And there was a time, I remember when I was selling, selling was always such a stressful thing because you get through one sale and you're like, I need to keep going. I, there's so many expectations. And there was one shift at the Encore, I remember. I was working a nine-hour shift and every hour went by and I didn't sell something. I got to the very last ninth hour, eight and a half hours into my shift. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I know I'm going to get a sale. Thank you, Father. I want to do my work and I want to do it right. I want to be well at what I do. Like uh, the, the founder of Rolex said, do your work handsomely. I want to do my work good. I want to make my boss happy. Eight and a half hours, you'd think, uh-oh, it's done, no sale. But guess what? In walked Mr. Love. Perfect name. Thank you, Lord. I know you love me. You wanted me to have a sale. Mr. Love's wife wanted a watch. We picked one out. I'm thinking, praise God, the Lord came through in the last half hour. And then Mr. Love's cards would not go through. Card number one declined. That's okay, Mr. Love. Let's, you're staying here. You're a guest. Let's try a room charge. Tried to get the approval from the room charge. Decline. Won't go through. Hands me card number two. This bank oddly uh, said, uh, we won't approve this one. I said, oh, I don't know what the issue is there, but everything matches. Got to card number three, decline. Card number four, a Marriott hotel card, decline. Lord, now I know I'm not standing here for no reason, and I really feel like you sent in Mr. Love because you love me, and you want me to succeed. And I said, and Mr. Love was ready to give up. Lady was ready to hand back the watch. And I said, Mr. Love, let's get that Marriott uh, card, let's let's." Call them. He says, I don't think it's going to work, Ryan. I said, just, if, if you have the time, just give him a call. He gets them on the, car, on the call, and uh, thank God, card says, we'll give you the approval number. Yes. Praise the Lord. The very last five minutes of my shift, and it worked. 
got the sale. She was happy. I'm sure he wanted to keep her happy. Whew. And I went home victorious that day. Then I had such a good weekend that weekend. I remember my boss called me and said, and not really a church-going guy, but he said, Brian, I want you to know, I prayed and I thanked God for you in the amazing weekend he gave you. I said, thank you, Michael. What a testimony. We're the salt of the earth. Don't be surprised when we change people's perspectives. Amen? But friends, I just wanted to let you know, He hears you. The Lord hears you. Do not stop praying. Do not stop asking. Do not stop believing. Do not stop thanking Him. So then the Lord challenged me, now pray for your other sales associates that they may have great sales too. And you know what I did? And all of a sudden, Rosati and Robin started selling, selling, selling. And then I said, Lord, that's enough. You, 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 you took good care of them. You took good care of them. I think they're happy now. <laughs> oh man, Rosati's quite the salesperson. He's magical. He just touches people's hearts and they come back year after year wanting to see the guy. Some people just have that touch. I didn't have it to that level, but I've got to tell you, the Lord came through for them even that next week. Last is this. Target your prayer life and God's will. Target your prayer life to God's will. John says, He hears us, we have to ask, and if we ask anything according to His will, hallelujah, we know that we will have it. But often, our will and the Lord's will might be different things. Am I correct? And I would say, there's times, even Jan and I went to a minister's meeting and we've heard ministers that are ready to give up. There was this one gentleman, I think he moved here from Wisconsin. His car got broken into in front of the church. The church got broken into. He started wanting to sleep at the church with a gun because he was so afraid of the Vegas uh, you know, Valley ch- Church issue and on and on and on. But I would say, things can come against us, but God's will is to see us to completion. Amen? And it is the Lord that wants to see the best for us. He holds all the credentials of wisdom and knowledge. He knows what is best for us, so we always trust in His will. It's time for us to target our prayer life to His will. If you wanted to have one of those, whatever those archery things are with all the circles, what are those called? I don't even know. Is that... That does, that, it seems like we should have a better word for it than that. I bet you in French they have some fancy word that sounds much better. Okay, the target. <laughs> yeah, we, oui. we. Oui. So you go right into that middle. We want to hit the middle of God's will and say, Lord, all you have to do, it's really easy. How do you do it? All you, <laughs> all you have to do is one thing, submit. Isn't that easy to hit that bullseye on that target? Submit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I wanted to mention this in, uh, in conclusion, and I have just a, a quick story I wanted to say. I love how John begins our passage. Everyone who believes in Jesus is born of God. Everyone born of God overcomes this world. This is the victory that we have. He who overcomes the world Only the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that? We're all settled then. You may not always feel like an overcomer. You may not always feel confident and full of faith, but keep going in Christ Jesus and never give up. Like Winston Churchill said, never give up. 
1968, a young army surgeon, his name was Dr. Kenneth Swan, he arrived in Vietnam. He was instantly plunged into the bloody horrors of the war. And one of his first cases was brought in and placed on the operating table. It was a 19-year-old soldier who had been horribly mutilated by a grenade. The young man's face was all blown up. His eyes were destroyed. Both of his legs were gone. And Dr. Swan spent more than seven hours operating on this young man. This is a true story. After the surgery, several of the doctors and the old-timers came to the young surgeon, Dr. Swan, and they'd been there in Vietnam far longer than he had, and they said, you know what? You shouldn't have wasted seven hours on a case like that. A kid like that is better off dead. Next time you get a case in that condition, you just let him go and let him pass away. And that advice totally disturbed Dr. Swan, and it haunted him for years to come. And he often wondered if he would be able to find that young man that he saved once they got back stateside, and if he did the right thing in saving this young man's life. After two decades had passed, the war was long over. Dr. Swan decided to track down the young soldier and find out whatever became of him. It took two years for Dr. Swan to locate the soldier. And what he discovered was absolutely astounding. It was astounding. He was blind and spent most of his days in a wheelchair, but everything else about this man was totally unexpected. Married, two beautiful daughters, earned a college degree, went on to learn how to scuba dive, and he had become an instructor to the disabled, helping others to learn to cope with crippling injuries. And most important of all, this man had found peace in Christ Jesus. He became a believer and he gave God all the credit for everything that happened in his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's exactly what this young man did. And Dr. Swan's work was not done in vain. Lastly, I wanted to mention this as we go forward. You are a dunce, said the teacher. I'm going to fail you. Those were the words of a teacher who failed Albert Einstein in mathematics. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, said the choir director, but you lack talent. You have no place in this choir. I'm going to have to ask you to step down and not come back. That choir director was speaking to young Jerome Hines, who later became one of the greatest basso profundos in the history of the Metropolitan Opera. Refuse to believe lies. Don't listen to the lies of your past performance. Shut out the defeatist messages from the enemy. Listen to God and listen to His promises. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Walt Disney when he was young, he went broke seven times before he succeeded. Thomas Edison made 14,000 experiments that failed before he developed the incandescent light that you and I enjoy. Babe Ruth amassed the largest record of strikeouts in the history of baseball, but he was always there swinging. Nobody remembers the failures of these individuals. History is the story of their successes. But we would never forget that failure as often as a prerequisite to success. Amen? 
No one ever succeeded without first making an attempt. And very few people ever attempted anything great without failing at least once. So I'll tell you today, if you have Jesus, you can have all the confidence, all the faith that you'll need to succeed and be victorious in His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand and pray. Lord, we bless Your name. For You truly are wonderful to us. And we are so glad to serve a wonder like You. We thank You, Lord, and forgive us, Father. May we always be found in You, in faith and in confidence. May our prayer life always be targeted to Your will, because we know that is where the victory is found. Hallelujah. We confirm that Jesus Christ is Lord of our life, and we surrender and hand more of it over to You, Lord God. Bless this church. Amen. Bless the people that you love in this church, Father. And make us the victorious ones as we serve you every single day. And when those tough days come, when the trials come, if we end up like my friend, waiting six months, eight months through trials and tribulations, may we stay steadfast on your Son, Jesus, the victor of all the universe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.